Welcome to Starlight Radio Dreams, the comedy show with a podcasting habit brought to you by our backers on Patreon. This episode is part two of the full live-streamed show from August. This is our 0.5 episode for our fifth season. This episode features the talents of Ansel Birch, Ben McCauley, Ellen DeSitter, Jared McDerris, Carolyn Blake, Kat Evans, Michael Jackowitz, Rachel Grandigluski, and Sam Locke. Now, without further ado, on with the show. And we're back. Ah, I hope you enjoyed yourselves during that intermission. I know I certainly did. Oh, all that being uh, being handled, uh, intermission was a perfect time to get up, use the restroom, grab a glass of water, and jam out to some very eclectic music, chosen by our PM, who's telling me to keep it moving. I'm very sorry. All right, here we go. <clears throat> there are a lot of podcasts out there, and this is one of them. What is your favorite kind of podcast to listen to when you're not listening to this? Because this one is, excuse me, but you're wrong. Welcome back. I'm Rod Snodgrass, and you're listening to Excuse Me, But You're Wrong. Our guest today is Dr. Chris Hardley, Vice Dean of the Epidemiology Department at Thomas Washington University. Hi, Chris. Uh, great to be here, Rod. So to start things off, why don't you tell us what epidemiology is? You know, for the folks at home, so they know. Epidemiology is a branch of medical study dealing with the incidence, distribution, and possible control of diseases and other factors relating to health. And, Doctor, isn't it true that epidemiology comes from the Greek words epi, meaning on, and demos, meaning people? Uh, yes, that is correct. Hmm, yes. So, how's it going? Well, uh, with the pandemic going on, it's been a very challenging few months, especially here in America. And pandemic, of course. Meaning? Meaning a disease that is spread over a large-scale population area, uh, an entire country, or in this case, the entire world. The entire world, right. So, with the quarantine policies in place here in the U.S. And, Dr. Isn't it true that pandemic comes from the Greek words pan, meaning all? And demos, meaning people, yes. Yes. Mm. Yes. So, with the quarantine policies in place in the U.S., and specifically the reaction to those policies from both the federal government and certain parts of the population... But, Doctor, if I may interrupt... Yes? Were you aware, Doctor... That the word quarantine is actually Italian in origin. Yup. Meaning 40 days. A reference to the quarantines taking place in Italy during the Black Death. Yes. I just thought you should know. Yes, it's been a popular topic of YouTube videos lately. Oh, has it? I wouldn't know. Yes, my daughter's brought it up a few times. Oh, is she an epidemiologist too? She's seven. So no. So no, of course. Right. So, the subject of herd immunity has been thrown around a lot, and I really want to get the word out there. Yes, but doctor, if I may... Yes, immunity from the Greek immunis, meaning exemption, that's not the point. Whoa. Uh, excuse me, doctor. I think we're all familiar with immunity. There's no need to be condescending. <sighs> You're right. I'm sorry. I just... 
really want to stress how important it is to take... Um, excuse me, but you're wrong. I beg your pardon? What would you say, doctor, if I told you immunity is not from the Greek immunis, but rather from the Latin immunis, doctor? I would say that's not really relevant right now. Yes, I suppose you would say that, wouldn't you? Well, that's all the time we have. Are you kidding? Tune in tomorrow when my guest will be Nobel Laureate Peter Hanke. Thanks again, Dr. Hardley. Please self-isolate. Yes, isolate. Goodbye. Bye. That is a thing that podcasters do, isn't it? Don't answer that. I already know the answer. Uh, moving swiftly onward. Yes, thank you. Uh, normally, at this point, we would look out our window of dreams to look to the stars. But this is a different kind of science fiction comedy show tonight. This one comes to us from Pegasus Station as being and is being transmitted directly by KC Star Runner, who is a sort of angelfish person, I'm told, who lives surrounded by hundreds of other alien species. And if you're unlike me, the first thing you thought about is interstellar intercourse. Greetings, interplanetary listeners. This is Casey Starrunner. You're listening to Interstellar Intercourse, a contemplative column about relationships and sex coming to you from Pegasus Station, the busiest hub in the galaxy. In today's episode, I was crimping for a night out with my best friends. Well, two of them. Our other best friend, Lalandra, was meeting her new significant other on his home planet of Kohlrabi. I was video chatting with her as I applied a new shimmer to my cheek fins. What's the occasion this evening? Nuclear fission surfing. That sounds amazing. Toast a cosmos in my absence? Of course. Afterwards, after. You have to surf sober. You're not pre-gaming, are you? No, of course not. Is missing us bringing out your mama bat? Perhaps. How are things with the marmot man? Good. I thought he'd be more of a talker since his letters were so long and thoughtful. But ever since I've gotten here, it's just been doing, doing, doing. In a good way? Well, sexually, yes. Brilliant. He's never dated a fruit bat before. He is so into my wings, and I really blew his mind with my echolocation. That's what I wanted to hear! I've interviewed with both hospitals. Looks like they have very few physicians who can treat as many species as I can. That's fantastic! So they need you there. Yeah, I think it was meant to be. Tonight we're going to an ice festival. We're going to burrow together in a couple's competition. I had volunteered to help in the medical tent, but he insisted I take part in the competition with him. Sounds like he has great faith in you. Oh, hey, I've got to go. You know how Rocky is about punctuality. Rocky is capable of looking at the clock and ascertaining the time. Oh, come on. Get moving. Your ability to get places on time is at Earth standards. Oh, harsh. It is not. I know you. Get moving. Love you. I added just a little extra electric glow to my face fins, pulled on my jet boots and space helmet, and flew out of my antechamber airlock to meet Rocky's hover buggy at the rendezvous point. Multi-being transports and solo jet boot traffic all have separate airspace lanes. This keeps vehicles from hitting solo flyers. 
even garages have their own airspace level, so it takes a bit to change modes of transport. Rocky was waiting for me in her souped-up, smooth-as-moon-cheese hover buggy. Hey, Rocky! If only your punctuality were as strong as your prose. Sorry I'm late. Strap in, please. I will take hyperlanes to reach Genevieve's rendezvous point on time. Rocky is part cyborg, part human. While metal paneling that covers her face can be concealing, I could tell she was annoyed. You look fantastic. Did you redo the light panels on your triceps? Yes. Oh my comet, they flicker when you flex! You notice. You're going to be a light show as you serve. In a good way? Yes! As we sped past the bright lights and smooth curves of Pegasus Station, I thought about how much I absolutely love my home. Thanks to the principles of planetary harmony, everyone on Pegasus Station has a universal basic income, transport, and a residence. Mine is standard issue. Cute, cozy, and just enough space for a single angelfish humanoid like me. But many on Pegasus can afford larger dwellings. Our sponge friend Genevieve owns three floors of a mirrored glass, gilded trim, shiny, hundred-story floating residence. Rocky pulled into the rendezvous airspace and our beautiful, sophisticated Genevieve flounced into Rocky's hover buggy, covered in glitter and more graceful than is fair. Hello, dearest. Now, before you say anything, let it be known that your evening, surfing tickets and cosmos after, is on me. Genevieve is one of Pegasus's top event planners. She knows all the most happening of happenings on our space station. She's also incredibly generous. I need no such assistance, though I know Casey does. Pegasus universal basic income is emphasis on the basic. On Periphera, you get twice as much. Hey, don't throw shade on UBI just because you don't need it, Miss Fancy Event Planner and Miss Fancy Mechanical Engineer. I am not at all fancy. I strive for efficiency, safety, and sustainability. Well, I'm both fancy and feast, and tonight I'm the founder of the feast. So let me cover both your tickets. Was that merely innuendo, or did you just compare yourself to an ancient cat food? <laughs> Little Column Alpha, Little Column Romula Centauri. I am indeed looking forward to nuclear fission surfing. I've been working out so hard for this. How hard? So hard I could fuck myself with my workout. I have a question related to sex and exercise. Two of my favorite things. Exercise is your other favorite thing? No, sex and its relatedness to everything else. Girl after my own spungo seal. What's your question, dearest? I have experienced unintended orgasm after cardio drills and astro yoga classes. Is this normal? Not normal. Definitely awesome. Unintended? Wasn't that the point of the class? Not the classes I take. I'm pretty sure I have a coupon for just that kind of class. Uh, here it is. Bogo Boingo Astro Yoga. Genevieve, focus. Though, please save that coupon. Of course, dearest. When does it happen, Rocky? Right as I complete my last sprint. Or in floating debris pose. Like a release of tension? But as soon as I noticed them and tried to figure them out, they stopped. Oh no! I can't make them happen. Why can't a set of repeatable circumstances cause an event with some level of predictability? How do these orgasms compare to the ones you get with your partner? It's... been a long time since one of those. How long? Oh, dearest, do you need a 
research assistant? Your offer is most appreciated, but... But what? We're hitting a traffic jam. It looks like we'll have some time to kill. Genevieve was right. Every lane for multi-being aircraft was stuck. We waited. And waited. And waited. Given that most of us are accustomed to 1,000 mile per hour speeds just for neighborhood jaunts, the motorists of Pegasus were super annoyed. Hey, hey, move it! Get off my fins! Your garbage disposal of a cruiser is blocking traffic in four dimensions! Yeah, 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 keep honking, you star blower! Well, this is miserable. I don't know if I can tolerate this. You've both lived on Pegasus for your entire adult life. Surely you've developed urban space patience. We're still 150 miles away. Blastoff is at 2800. Today is the opening day of this facility. The press will be there. We cannot be late. Message them. Take a different Blastoff time. If this new sport is as exciting as you say, there will probably be a wait list. Yes, there's a waiting list. And no, we are not giving up our spot. Given the inordinate number of Pegasus transportation engineers who have not yet solved our traffic problems in the year 9080, I'm interested to hear what solution you propose. How about a non-traditional lane? No. If we changed course by 36 degrees and took a shortcut through the Shimmer Belt... That would require permission from air traffic control, not to mention it violates the airspace of the motorist to our left. Well, we can invade their airspace with their consent, right? Why would they give that? There are thousands of vehicles not moving right now. I'm sure everyone would like a non-traditional lane. Hang on. KC, where are you going? She's gonna go work a little space juice. KC, get back here. Hey, it's not my fault there's a thruster issue up on the dump bike. That paint job is definitely your fault, and staring at it for this long hurts. How dare you, you little dweeb rocket! Pardon me, friends. Oh, don't you get involved. You know what you can pardon? Oh, wait. Voice. I know that voice. Casey Starrunner? The relationships and sex blogger? For real? Yes, that's me. Oh my comet, you are gorgeous. Even more gorgeous in person than your galactic glamour shots. I appreciate the compliments as long as they are entirely fan-based and not intended to declare any sexual or romantic intent on your part. Please consider me a devoted fan. You've taught me to question so much about my capacity to love. Thanks, friends. I, I was wondering. I'm looking to hit a blast off at 2800 and was wondering if you might consent to my friend's hover buggy violating your airspace so we can take a non-traditional lane. Our airspace is useful to you? For where we're going, your airspace is the necessary launch point. You're gonna get a lot of dirty looks from the rest of traffic. Please, have you read the comments on my blog? I'm accustomed to sentient beings, Ire. Could I be on your show? I don't do live interviews, but I can give you a shout out. How about that and a selfie with permission to pose? Me too? Oh, sure. Who do I thank? Crofty Hoodwinkle at your service. And Gizmo Shiny Pipe. Noted. Get your camera ready and say Moonbeam. Moonbeam. I consent to invasion of my airspace. Permission from me as well. Thank you so much. <laughs> Quick, 
Hail air traffic control. We have permission from our immediate neighbors. I hailed them, waiting for response. It was a lucky Leo moment. They both happened to be fans. We heard. Impressive use of your celebrity, Casey. I swear, I only use my powers for good, not evil. Goddess, I hope not. How boring. Got it. We have our new course. Good work, Rocky. I don't like breaking rules. We didn't. I don't like special treatment. Why on Mars not? It's not like we're saving lives or doing something for the good of the public. It's not like we used public funds for personal gain or exploited someone's labor. What is your problem? Never mind. Coming up on the nuclear fission surfing facility in 10. I think you're uncomfortable with asking for what you want, Rocky. That would certainly explain the lack of orgasms with other sentient beings. Shut up. You are lucky I must focus on landing or I would take those sponge limbs and tie them into pretzels. <laughs> Don't threaten me with a good time. Ugh, shut up. Rocky remained annoyed as we parked the hover buggy and took the shuttle to the reactor leisure center. Welcome to Nuclear Fission Surfing, sentient friends. Hello, party of three. Reservation under the name Genevieve Spongilla Lacustris. Right this way. Here are your custom radiation rash guards. Here you can select your board from the quiver. I'll take you to the dressing rooms. I don't want to presume, but... You three look like grommets. I beg your pardon? Is this your first wave? Y yes, but we all work out. Don't worry, little grommets. When you fall off your board, you'll be instantly levitated to the nearest safety platform. When we fall? Hey, some folks think the mullering is more fun than the surfing. We will take our mullering like everyone else. When you catch the wave, what sets the tone for your ride is your bottom turn. Sounds delightful. Catch the energy wave, not at the tip of the board, but about one-fourth down. Then use your core to slide your weight to the center of the wave and ride it as long as you can. I presume we need to keep our feet, fins, and points planted? Mm, once you pop up, try to feel the board as an extension of your body. Merge with the board. You one with the board. Until you fall off, then let the board go. Ready? Let's go! Turns out, nuclear fission surfing is the best thing since electric bouffant tongs. <laughs> Exclamation of surprise! We all caught waves and tried to manipulate ourselves over the waves of energy. Rocky mastered the technique, connecting her core to her feet and sailing over and under, spinning and whirling, taking and dropping altitude wherever she wanted. Whoa, your sidework friend is new school. Far out. Exclamation of delight and pride! Way to go, Rocky! Whoa! You look great, Rocky! Whoa! Yeah! We did do a lot of falling off, but just as the attendant said, it was awesome. Imagine the jets of a hot tub, but all air-driven, stimulating enough places on your body to levitate you. Oh. Oh. That is... So good. I've gotta do that again. Rocky, you're so amazing at this. Try an ollie. Yes. Yes, I will. Oh, pardon me, but an ollie is kind of tough for grommets. I know. Okay. What? Ah! Exclamation of... I had to edit out the audio for the next two minutes for time, but just trust me, listeners. This Ollie was the sickest ever. 
After we were done surfing, we helped each other out of our radiation rash guards. Mm, there you go. You are free. Oof. Those rash guards are tougher to get out of than... What's that antiquated torture device from Earth? Uh, brazier? I thought that was a thing to cook meat on. Leave it to Earth humans to cook chickens and torture women with the same device. You looked great out there, Rocky. It's like you were born to serve. I follow directions well. Was it fun, though? Mastering a new skill is always fun. Oh, come on now. You had an orgasm, didn't you? Which you don't have to talk about if you don't want to. I did. I felt ever so free. Was it because it was such a new thrill? Or because you just let go? I don't know. Did you also orgasm? I mean, no. Maybe with practice I could? Practice. Like repeat with the intention to improve. Why doesn't that work for me? Maybe if you practiced just for practice's sake. Without collecting data for improvement? What even is that? Dearest, there's an overlap between being open to sensation and collecting information, but they are not the same thing. You know who we need to weigh in on this? Lalandra. I don't want to bother her when she's soaking up her new life with the marmot. I can soak up any lover and never miss a text from you three. Your soaking capabilities are a bit advanced, my sponge friend. But Rocky, why won't you ask Lalandra for help? Or just ask for something. Can't you see a pattern here? Let's message her. No. Actually, we don't have to. She's messaged us. What? Apparently it came in just as we were diving into the reactor. She's coming home. What? What? Play, Play it. it. Hey loves, things went black hole real fast. I'm already packed and on the next transport back to Pegasus. Arriving tomorrow morning on flight 3000 Gamma. I know you're all working, but if you don't have plans, maybe we can hang out this week? Love you all. Oh, Famine! I am puzzled. I thought things were going well. Call her. I am. What the drought happened? I talked to her this evening. Things were fine. <sighs> She's not answering. Probably in transit. I propose we meet her at the port when she arrives in the morning. Can you take off work so quickly? For this, yes. I can move around my day. You can both stay at my place. Yay, sleepover! Don't worry, my Cosmos cabinet is stocked. But, Rocky, did you notice she said she knows we're all working? She is trying not to impose, but we all know her lack of family support here on Pegasus. We must meet her at the spaceport. And we're going to. I just need to point out that you're insisting we rush to help, presuming she was too polite or worried to ask. Later, Casey. Can you imagine that maybe you also have a little trouble asking for what you need and depend on us At to... least two Cosmos, maybe three. Then maybe I will concede to your point. Okay, deal. My place, Cosmos, a little sleep, then to the spaceport to welcome home our little lost group bat with interplanetary medical credentials and a broken heart. That's where I'll leave you tonight, intraterrestrial friends. Next episode, we'll meet up with Lalandra and hear just what went black hole about the Marmot Man. Hopefully we'll make a little more supportive progress nudging on opening up Rocky to vulnerability and letting go. And who knows what the rest of us need. Hopefully we'll be open-minded enough to see it when it comes. Thanks for listening, and see you next time on Interstellar Intercourse.
Ah, uh, what a wonderful little peek into the future. And speaking of the future, we are about to play our last piece for the evening. I know, I know, a sad future indeed, but we will prevail. And as we look toward the future, let's see what it has in store. This last piece is New Age Astrology. Hey fam, and welcome back to New Age Astrology. This ain't your granny's astrology. The podcast with all the answers to your burning astrological queries. Only cool. Yeah, cool. Cool. It's August 28th, and that means we're waving goodbye to everyone's favorite sign of the zodiac, the Dust Buster. Bust that dust! We hope you enjoyed all the amazing opportunities August brought you. But now it's time to say hello to one of the most misunderstood signs in the sky. I've fallen and I can't get up. I've fallen and I can't get up are born between August 22 and September 22. They're hardworking, creative, reliable, and clumsier than Mr. Bean and Inspector Clouseau having a slap fight in Buster Keaton's garage. But it's not all goofs and gaffs. I've fallen and I can't get ups can also be stubborn, critical, and overthinking. So if you're a September baby, try to be a little more patient with your less studious friends and family. I've fallen and I can't get up is a mutable sign, aligned with the element of Einsteinium. Sounds like a real nerd. Great career options for I've fallen and I can't get up include accountant, hall monitor, and the guy who points out irrelevant plot holes in Star Wars movies. Especially that last one. We'll be right back after a message from our sponsors. Do you suffer from feelings of inadequacy? Have you ever felt that you were just naturally not enough? Do you ever worry that no one likes the real you? Were you born in November, September, June, May, April, or even February? If you said yes to one or more of these questions, especially the last one, you may be suffering from short month syndrome, an overwhelming sensation of deficiency that comes from being born in one of the shorter months on the calendar. Symptoms include stagnation at work, listlessness, a feeling that you are not getting enough out of life, and being turned down for a date that one time in college. If this sounds like you, please reach out today. Licensed astrologers are standing by. Your month is valid, and you deserve to have us capitalize on that. What's up, chicken butts? Welcome back to New Age Astrology. This ain't your estranged father who you never speak with, astrology. Thanks again to our sponsors, the Short Month Syndrome Recognition Society. Your problems are concrete, and so are our rates. If you were born under the sign of I've fallen and I can't get up, we just finished fixing your career. But enough of this boring job talk. Let's find out how I've fallen and I can't get up is handling things in the sex department. The sexy sex department. I've fallen and I can't get up is most compatible with other signs that prioritize introspection and forethought, such as snake tongue and that one snake that's bowed in the middle so it kind of looks like a V. But be careful with your love life this September. I've fallen and I can't get up is ruled by the planet GJ1061D, which will be spending the whole month under the sign of upside down Nike symbol. So, for the next few weeks, if you see a chance with a mysterious new hottie, just don't it. I understood that reference. 
I understood that reference! Well, that's it for this month! Join us in September when we cover the most harmonious of signs, child's drawing of a suburban two-story house tipping over in a windstorm! Next time on New Age Astrology! This ain't that one lady you saw in the puzzle section of Target when you were a kid and you tapped her on the leg and said, Mommy, and she turned around and you realized it wasn't her and now you're terrified of initiating conversations because of your fear that your need for intimacy and protection will be rejected by anyone you reach out to is astrology! So there you have it, that's what September looks like. Congratulations, everyone. And now, we must bid you adieu. F to everyone from coast to coast and all the ships at sea, from all of us here at Starlight Radio Dreams, we hope you have a wonderful remainder of August and the beginning of September. We're going to be coming back with more content and more fun serials soon, and uh, we look forward to seeing and hearing from all of you uh, when that happens. Please do feel free to reach out. Uh, those of you who are Patreon backers, all of you here at the live stream or participating in the live chat, uh, feel free to let us know what's working for you, what you'd like to see more of, and what would make this quarantine go just a little bit easier. We are here to help. We're here to, to lighten the world with just a little bit of comedy, with a little bit of laughter, and Yes, thank you. My PM is telling me we're already over time, so we're going to jump straight to the credits. Thank you all so very much, and we'll see you next time. This is Burlington Showtime, signing off. Thank you for joining us here at Starlight Radio Dreams. We hope you enjoyed your time. If you'd like to keep dreaming, you're in luck. For the safety of our cast and community, our next show will be a live stream and the first official episode of the season. It's coming up on Friday, October 30th. Admission is available on our website, starlightradiodreams.com. Admission is included along with a bunch of other great perks to our backers on Patreon. Until next time, Pod Squad, keep laughing and keep dreaming.